When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Hidden Power. Today we are joined by the legendary Hoops in Hip Hop. We covered a lot in this episode, including our thoughts on Scarlet and Violet, Fakemon, Beta, Pokemon, speculation on future remakes. We discussed 2D versus 3D Pokemon games. Hoops also shared a lot of insight on what it's like to create a video game. Here's our conversation with hoops and hip-hop let's start with some uh speed round questions what would your pokemon type be and then we also want to know what your hidden power type would be well uh my favorite type is ice so i probably would go with ice and then my hidden power type would probably be fire because that's yes i don't know if i have a favorite type but that would probably be like my default second favorite type because yeah. cyndaquil is my favorite. yeah i was i was about to say i'm surprised that uh fire wasn't your favorite type i just Fully expected in with the Cinequil, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, when I have thought about this before, I always thought that, uh, I always thought that same thing, that fire should kind of have to be my favorite type. But when I think about the ice type, like, so many, like, cool Pokemon come to mm. mind. So, yeah, I, I just kind of, like, went with it. But, right, yeah, th- those are kind of my top two. So, ice those- types are great. Big Satitan guy over here. Big, big Satitan guy. I love Satitan, but I especially love Satoddle. When I saw that thing for the first time, I was just like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Satoddle's weird. I I honestly thought I would like Satoddle more. Like, I recognize that it is cute, but I think it's kind of weird looking. I think it's very strange. Is it the mouth? That's what what my wife has an issue with. It's the mouth, for sure. I mean, they kind of like nailed the toddler look, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, has yes. That, like, it has that goofy little kid type of vibe. To mm-hmm. it, so. That is I true. love it. Uh, Baby's look weird. Page, like where you have them falling down the mountain and yeah. sitting, you know, I oh, I, I love yeah. that thing so much. But right, you like Frigibacks now, though, too, right? That's what I uh, one of your videos. Yeah, you, I, so, I was thinking like the ice type thing, you know. So yeah, so that that uh, I mean. That's part of why I love Frigibax because it is an ice type, so just yeah, fits in with that. But yeah, Frigibax is easily my favorite Paldea Pokemon, and it's really weird to me that a lot of people don't like it because when I saw it for the first time, it was just like love at first sight. It was one of those moments where you're just like, "Holy crap, this thing is so cool!" and I come to find out that most people don't like it, so it's kind of weird. That's definitely yeah. a hot take. I think you're the first it person is. I've heard that. It's like, so Frigibax. ugly. <laughs> yeah, you, it's it's weird. Like it's not like man. I was. It's not like I was like when I was playing uh, Scarlet for the first time. I wasn't like in like conversations with people. I was like in my cave playing the game, mm. like experiencing it myself. And I hadn't looked at like uh, I had. You had an authentic thought. Like 
yeah, I had a, it was like just a genuine reaction that I was like, well, I knew, I knew that, uh, I had seen, uh, Arctabax first because uh, there's a trainer yeah. that has Arctabax. Okay. So I kind of knew that it was the, uh, I knew that it was the pseudo, right? but I hadn't seen Frigibax. And so I was like, I'm going to go see where I can find this thing. So I went and like found it and yeah, I just found it in the wild. That was like my my introduction to it and i was just like this thing is cool and then when you like look at it in uh like in battle or when it like is in like it's doing like it's different animations like in uh the picnics and stuff it yeah. does this like uh, it does this like angry scared face where it's trying to act all tough but it's Aww. just like this little dirt and that just like gets me. so that i don't know cute. like Everyone, everyone else apparently hates it, but I, I can appreciate I'll have to that. pick one up and see that. that. I have to pick one up and see. It. I I do love Arctabax. Like Same. for me, Baxcalibur could not exist, and it could just be Frigibax then Arctabax and leave it as an Arctabax. I love. What are Arctabax. you talking about? I love Arctabax. for no hate to Baxcalibur, <laughs> no hate to Baxcalibur, but I just I think Arctabax is like a peak design. Yeah, Arctabax is cool. It feels like, I mean, the, I don't know, that is that raptor feel, right? It looks fast. Right. It looks like a dinosaur. It actually looks like a dinosaur. Right. I'll, I'll give you this, Hoops. I, I don't like Frigibax at all, but I've seen, like, its TCG cards art. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a few of them that are just, I almost changed my mind. I almost changed my mind. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually have not seen uh, a TCG card of it yet, but... Uh... I'll have to go look at that because yeah. I love good. the TCR, especially when mm -hmm. you get into like full art and the alt yeah. art territory. So, mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 TCG is honestly great. The art that comes out after a new game where there's like a whole new roster of Pokemon, it really does make me value the cards and the TCG so much more. Um, anyways. All right, let's go to our next speed round questions. What are, what are your top five favorite Pokemon? This this is like a perpetually changing list. So yeah. what I we try to give you a little bit of like we try to give you like a little bit of a range. You can like pick it was favorites. favorite right. Pokemon, and we changed it to top three. And now we're having to do top five because we're learning nobody has that down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it, kind of crazy, but uh, Cyndaquil obviously number one. Uh, mm. Frigibax, I honestly believe is number two because I I wow just had no that. way I love. Them. I was honestly like when I first first saw it, I was saying to myself, I didn't like put this out there, but I was like, if if uh, I hadn't had the nostalgia for Cyndaquil that I did, it might be there as like a favorite favorite because yeah, I'm not gonna like go that far, but that's how much I just liked it, and I I I can't explain it other than I just it appeals to me, I guess. But uh, wow, so yeah, I would have those two at top two. I've always really liked Phantom a lot. I always said uh, yeah, prior to good one existing that phantom was my number two mm. um and i also love uh you know what i have a thing for round pokemon yeah so i also love like uh rowlet and sphiel i don't know like they're, they're probably like tied what about voltorb? I, uh, no i like <laughs> uh, voltorb is like it's just like there it's you just know? Right? it's like, just like, a circle like, yeah like Steel and Rowlet, they have they have the endearing cuteness to them. Yeah. So, yeah, they're up there. And then, uh, ooh, you know, Xerneas comes to mind. I really love Xerneas. That's a good design. So Very nice. Very nice. It's probably Xerneas. Is cool. It's funny because, like, I usually, like, in, like, when it comes to the, 
the the uh, box art mascots. I usually go for whichever version has like the more fierce looking legendary. So I went with Scarlet. I went with uh, uh, Sun version. I went with uh, Ruby version. Like I've I've usually go with the more like overtly just like tough and intense looking one. Right. But with X and Y. It was kind of the opposite. I went with Xerneas, like the graceful, yeah. the graceful uh, reindeer-looking thing, because the design is just so good. Like the colors, it is a very the, good design. Yeah, it's just it's just beautiful. Mm. I love that your list is all these baby Pokemon and Xerneas. Yeah, Xerneas is epic. <laughs> it, jumping off of that, what what are your favorite games? Your po- favorite Pokemon game? Okay, so I've had some time to think about this now. Now that we've sort of uh we're sort of out of the new game season yeah because uh, i always bring this back up and sort of think about this every time we get a new game and i because i always want to have a game that gets to my top spot because obviously you just want to have right. amazing pokemon games uh but and with scarlet and violet when scarlet and violet came out i was like this is probably like i was debating whether it was like favorite or second favorite but i knew it was in my top three but now that the dust has settled i think i can say that uh legends arceus is number one for me uh hard gold soul silver is number two and then i think i would actually put scarlet violet as number three um because the reason why i put like i put legends arceus above the uh, at the top just because of just all the newness and the like all the cool things it introduced that was just like it was amazing obviously and i think that's what pokemon needs to do and then hargold soul silver number two for obvious reasons it's just such a amazing game and it's just like so well put together it's just so complete it's got so much stuff into it and that's why i put it above scarlet and violet because uh scarlet and violet for as good as it is it obviously doesn't like have the polish that like a heart gold soul silver does yeah but i still love like the open world the Mm. pokemon the story especially of scarlet and violet so it makes my top three and then uh as like an honorary fourth mention i also love uh black black and white too so yeah that's that's a really strong list i feel yeah pretty similar i feel like i have a similar list pretty much yeah uh, as a Cynical fanatic, I feel like Hisuian Typhlosion is a very div- like divisive design. I've seen people mm. say, oh, this is horrible, this is ruined Typhlosion, and some people like, this is such a cool take on it. What are your thoughts on Hisuian Typhlosion? Well, I love that they added the ghost type. I think that's, mm. like, fire ghost. That's just so cool. As oh, far yeah. as the approach they took, uh, I can definitely see why people are, like, divided but I think the one thing that the design did, I'm personally kind of like, I I feel like I'm just okay with it. I don't. I wouldn't say like I love it, but I wouldn't necessarily say. I mean, I guess I technically would say I I like it a lot because I wouldn't say it's necessarily any worse than like regular Typhlosion. It's okay. just sort of a different. It's just sort of a different approach. The thing that like obviously. Uh, is the biggest difference is sort of it's like uh loopy personality mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i think the fact that it has such a distinct personality is pretty cool and then obviously like the the ghost flames are really awesome mm-hmm. so yeah. i would say it's like it's not better it's not worse than regular typhlosion for me so okay like, cool i'm about it 
cool. That's about how I feel. I was I was curious to get your thoughts because I've I remember when that dropped. Like that was and it was because like you said, like its demeanor just turned so many people off to it. Like I, I remember that was and it was so sad because it was like, wait, y'all were so excited when you saw Cinequil was in this starter lineup and you're immediately bailing on it. Y'all need to stop. <laughs> I feel like I don't yeah. really know what else uh, they would do with a like a typhlo like a ghost type typhlosion, right? Typhlosion has such right. an explosive personality. You give it a ghost type and it just kind of like is this well, exhausted. That's the thing. It's an active creature. volcano versus a dormant yeah, volcano. Exactly. Perfect in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I agree but they could have done a lot more with it they could have changed yeah. how See, it so it's divisive on here too yeah. <laughs> yeah well there was a there were like leaks that were coming out prior to the game coming out that had basically hinted at what the types for the starter evolutions were going to be and the fact that they were going to have variants and so i decided to uh make my own designs for video uh and like we didn't have any reference as to what they would look like, but we kind of mm. knew what the types were going to be. So I made my own fire ghost typhlosion. And looking back on it, it, I feel like I would <laughs> it was rather have that one. <laughs> it was uh, better. But uh, I don't dis. Yeah, I don't dislike uh, uh, the official one at all. I will say though that I think I actually like. Hisuian decidui the best of the three because because it I changes love, i know it's like same same i yeah same. like i know it's like not good in battle but i love the fact that they gave it the autumn color scheme i think yeah. that was mm -hmm. so awesome i did like and, that. uh so yeah yeah, yeah, so going going back to what you were talking about, like how Scarlet and Violet. I mean, I think it is kind of it's it is interesting. We were very close to the release of Scarlet and Violet, but to still see that it makes your top three list, I don't even think that's that crazy. I think now that we finally have entered an era of open world Pokemon games, it kind of makes me think like, can we ever go back? Right? Can we ever? Can the can Game Freak ever go back to a non open world Pokemon game? Right? Um, I think. Yeah, let, let's. I would like to take some time and and talk about some things that you like about Scarlet and Violet. Uh, but then you know, then we can get into the video game that you're creating, Hystrobe Chronicles, uh, because you did take a 2D approach to that. Um, but yeah, so w what are some things that you love about Scarlet and Violet? The open world approach, first and foremost, I love just being able to go anywhere, like do anything. Obviously, that's like the yeah. main appeal, uh, and it's just. I feel like that concept merges with a concept like Pokemon just so, so well because Pokemon has always been about going on an adventure and like finding all these Pokemon like in every nook and cranny that you can find. And like that has sort of been like, I feel like the vision of what Pokemon has is like supposed to be. And now yeah. we are to the point like finally realize that from like a technical perspective mm -hmm. and so i loved just being able to explore and travel and just like go where like my like go wherever my interest took me as opposed mm -hmm. to sort of like staying on more of a narrower path um i also absolutely loved how they uh i think they handled the open world itself really well too because i love how they sort of did the three story system yeah um and mm -hmm. split that up to tackle whatever you wanted because that honestly filled up the world itself a lot to where it was like 
you you genuinely did always have something to do whether you wanted to go tackle the gyms or whether you wanted to do the team star storyline like there was a lot of variety there that i think actually filled up the world quite a lot and then you actually had additional like side things as well like uh finding all the gimme ghoul coins i thought that was like I mean, I'm not fun. like a huge fan of Gimme Ghoul or Golden Go, but I love that approach to sort of just like stick that in there as like a collectible. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think th they did actually a good job of like executing the open world concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they diversified the objectives that you had. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking now, I don't think I've thought of this before, but like back in the day, in you know, back in my day, in early Pokemon, right? What I think I, I used to uh, imagine like what it would be like if I went on a Pokemon journey or like in the anime, right? And you have not only, you know, there's all these different paths you can go on. You could be the best water type trainer. You could be the best, you know, you could be the Pokemon master. You could be a breeder. You could be a contest master or whatever. Um, I think this actually, Scarlet and Violet kind of was a step in that direction where you, there were multiple objectives. Right. And as a part of that, I also love that they sort of did the uh, kind of like pseudo uh, 18 badge system. That's yeah, kind of how they that was nice. To it in the game. Like, like you weren't getting literally 18 badges per se, but they used like, essentially they had 18 different bosses, one for every type that, yeah. that you essentially fought in the yeah. different storylines. And I thought that was amazing because... Uh, like, it just fits so well, and I also just love the idea of having, like, a whether it be a gym leader or, like, just a boss or something of every type. That's just so cool, and I think the opportunity was is, like, there with how Pokemon is set up to do that sort of thing, and that kind of, like, elongates the game, because now you, you don't have eight bosses, you have, like, 18, and, like, yeah. that just... That just adds to the content. So uh, I really loved how they did that too. And then obviously, uh, I think it goes without saying, but the story was amazing. I would say it's probably, uh, in my personal opinion, the best Pokemon story. Um, There's some other good ones out there too, but like, especially at the ending with the Area Zero stuff, just mm -hmm. like, yeah, I feel like completely just was blown away. I feel like Area Zero kind of elevated. So, I, personally, I was not that moved by the story. I was kind of bored throughout a lot of the game when it came Ooh. to the story. What I liked about the game a lot was obviously the open world aspect. It was actually being able to, like, interact throughout the world. But the story did not have me hooked. It felt kind of like... And I started to think, like, is open world, like, a detriment to the Pokemon franchise, right? Or the, not the franchise. I'm not trying to be that dramatic. But just, like, a detriment. Like, it, maybe it's not as great for the game, right? Um, yeah. But it wasn't until Area Zero where they started getting very linear um, mm -hmm. with the storytelling where, you know, everything's just, it, it's like here to here to here throughout the Area Zero plot line. That's when I was like, this is amazing. Like, they're actually yeah. using bold ideas. They're transforming how we, you know, interact with the lore. Uh, there's literally time travel in Pokemon, which I think right. there have has always been, but to this degree, not quite. Well, I think I think that was the one to me was the one hindrance of the story because I'm I'm on hoop side on this. I thought like the story was just incredible. But I did and I guess this is like a good point for like uh leaks versus no leaks. I had kept up with leaks and so I was aware I didn't know like the twists like uh oh Arvin's you know parent is really an AI. I didn't know things like that. But I knew 
uh, once I do these three main stories, they all culminate with something in Area Zero. And I found myself getting to the point where, like, once I had, like, six badges and had done the majority, but not all of the Titan and Starfall Street stuff, I found myself kind of craving the storyline I knew was coming. And, like, I was I was like, I- I'm ready to get into the meat of this. Yeah. But, uh... I guess I mean that's not a point against the story though. That's that's really this is the first time I'm realizing it. Uh, stupidly enough, but like this is the first time I've realized. Like I guess that's that's the downside of the leaks this time around was, I, I wish that was something I did not know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it obviously all kind of culminates with the Area Zero stuff, but mm. I thought uh, particularly with arvin and his storyline obviously like that i would say is like the the heaviest part of the story in the main game sure like that was kind of uh like they developed his character so well because Mm -hmm. i was genuinely like i didn't dislike him but i was like this guy kind of like sucks because he's sort of a jerk or he is a jerk right (laughs) he kind of i mean at least the way i played the game uh he like when it starts alluding to the whole like Mabistiff, uh plot, yeah, he, he doesn't get away right away. It's sort of like secretive right. at first, and then he kind of you know. And so I was like, "Is this guy up to something? Like, what's going on with him?" And then it sort of like flips, and it's like this guy has a sick dog, and like, how can you not? How right. can you not sympathize <laughs> yeah. with that? And oh, by the way, he has a dead parent. And oh, by the way, his parent got killed by this legendary Pokemon. And oh, by the way, they also have a robot version of themselves. <laughs> like, right. it just sort of like yeah. on itself. And I actually have a funny story. Uh, I was in the Area Zero part of the game, and as a as a Poketuber, and as especially as like a full time uh, Poketuber you obviously are trying to like just get through the game not like rush through it but get through it as quickly as possible so you can make mm-hmm. content yeah and so that is what i was doing and so i was up late one night playing through this part of the game and it was late so i was kind of dozing off not because the game was bad just because i was just like yeah i'd been going totally. for so long i was at a game. and uh i get to the part where uh professor sada is like i'm an ai robot and the real professor sada is dead and like, like i was like literally like asleep and i was just like i kind of like woke up enough just to read that and like i it literally got me out of my like yeah. drowsy state i was like what did you just say yeah and from there i was just like i was like totally there the whole rest of the way like yeah totally it was insane so i think that's easily one of the greatest i mean think about this in one year we actually got two of the greatest like single moments mm-hmm. in pokemon history totally with man that and then with the whole uh volo giratina yeah so Dude, just you saying got- volo giratina gave me chills yeah. man yeah. that's such a oh that was such a good scene yeah, i, I so love this regardless take, though i love it i i just heard a bunch of yeah. like a lot of negativity around like uh scarlet and violet recently mm-hmm. and you know just that that phrase that you just said is super impactful because i don't know some some people i guess aren't uh as thankful as maybe (laughs) they're thinking of being you know um Mm -hmm. i that that's a it's an impactful phrase we did get it yeah uh i am i am pretty easy to please when it comes to like allowing me to enjoy a pokemon game like i'll give criticisms where it's due but like 
I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people are specifically looking for the faults. And when yeah. you specifically look yes. at the faults, you're, you're going to find, find them, the fault. Because they're right. faults. But if you, go, if you go in with just like an even level, and ma- like I would say, like I can't lie, like I'm probably biased in sort of like the positive direction because I want mm-hmm. the games to be good. That's right. fine. I just, I just take it for what it's worth, to be honest. And like... I would say when it comes to Pokemon games, because you don't like you realistically like aren't get a going to get a Pokemon game that's like just genuinely like terrible, not terrible. The, like, yeah, like they're 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 pretty good for what they're worth. Like, At the end of the day, we're going to have great characters. We're going to have great Pokemon. We're going to have great music. And it's going to be the classic formula, right? I mean, I don't... And even if you don't like the new creatures, the new Pokemon, there's going to be old Pokemon that you're going right. to love. So it's like, what is there right. to complain about? Unless I feel it's like... Pokemon Black and White. And then if you <laughs> like the new Pokemon, or if you don't like the new Pokemon, you're just kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, that's why you play Black 2, White 2. Right, well, exactly. I've, you wait. <laughs> another thing I'm realizing is like, you know, I, I think what made Pokemon so special was how relatable it was and how we were able to like... Like, it basically, you know, Kanto, it... it the first Pokemon games, right, they were based on cap- capturing bugs and snakes and little mm. creatures in just in the grasslands, right? That's great. That's relatable. It, and then you, you bump it up a little bit, right? It, it's it's this, like, it's these magical creatures, but it's still relatable. I think what's really been really great to see over the last, like, 25 years has been that they are slowly introducing all of these really uh, supernatural sci-fi elements, right, in story plots. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, it, obviously, it's not just Kanto. There's a whole Pokemon world, but now there's a whole Pokemon universe. There's a whole Pokemon multiverse. Um, I think it's 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 been really special to to like see every time they they just like just like add another layer of lore. It's it's been really great. And this, like you're saying, like this was such a great moment to realize like time travel is a thing that we can actually interact with. And it's like it makes me think like where is this going to go in the future? What's the next level going to be? We got aliens, I mean, right? I'm so gl- we got aliens. I, we have. We got the megas. Alien, yeah, oh, aliens crazy. and time travel have basically been the two the two main things lately, which I love, and I love that they have gone full in on the whole time travel thing. I hope yeah. with the DLC they like really go in on it, and they yeah. actually like. I mean, I would love let to me go back to time travel right, as a yeah. player. That would, but whatever they do, I hope it's like. I just hope they sort of like full send it on that stuff, which yeah. it seems like they're going to. Cause it's like it's the hidden treasure of Area Zero. So. Right. And they did that with right. like when we got Megas, it wasn't until uh, the Gen 3 remakes where they really like explained what Megas were, where they explained infinity energy. I feel like it's got to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And if not in DLC, maybe, maybe, maybe in whenever there's another remake. Or, or whatever, you know, next game. Let's go, Johto will finally allow us to time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to be it, but. I'm actually somewhat uh, convinced. You you might call this like a conspiracy theory. But sure, I'm we like those. Convinced, I'm somewhat convinced that there's going to be, after we get wrapped up with Scarlet and Violet, that something Johto related is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Because that would feel right. I mean, I mean, just like looking at like the landscape of pokemon 
Johto is the region that hasn't been seen or like visited in a game in the longest amount of time. Yep. So That's logistically so speaking, it just makes sense from like a business perspective. Right. Uh, but also there is so much Johto stuff going yeah. on mm-hmm. in uh, Scarlet and Violet. You've got, uh, there's just a ton of Johto Pokemon represented. You've got multiple Johto Pokemon that either received like a regional variant or a regional evolution. Yeah, um, it's true. There is in uh, Cabo Poco, the the hometown. Its opening like sequence is literally the new Barktown theme. Just like is it really? And it, I didn't know yeah, that. If you go listen, it's literally new Barktown. Like the first like five to ten ish seconds of. Oh my god! Wow, it's crazy, and it's like. Why new Barktown there? Like of right. all of all the you could have referenced, or like you could have just made it its own theme. Like why are you referencing New Barktown? So I, don't I have know. not heard like that piece of evidence. That's kind of huge. Actually. Yeah, that is huge. <laughs> I mean, I, is, I've always thought that's like, what's coming, but that's a that's a really big addition to the uh, to the big theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I just it just kind of seems right to me and then obviously mm. you've got uh walking wake and potentially you've got yeah. the other two beasts that are going to get paradox forms so mm-hmm. uh yeah it seems like something is going to happen and i ho- like i don't want to want to get my hopes up but if i'm yeah, if right. i'm just like thinking of if they're going to do something jota related what would that be like realistically I honestly think the most logical thing that makes the most sense is like a Legends game because yeah. I feel like we're sort of past the Let's Go time frame uh, for mm-hmm. that to like be like a likelihood, and you could do like a standard second remake. But I mean, I think the whole like the whole reason they did like the second remake for Kanto in Let's Go was because of the whole Go connection, so that had like a yeah. a niche that feeling. Um, whereas I, I also think with, there's a lot of similarities between Let's Go and, and Legends. They're both like games that that focus on capturing in open world like areas. So not that Let's Go is an open world game, but I mean like with the overworld Pokemon. So yeah, I, I think it it also could be just a, a new game that we're not even we don't even know what kind right. of game it could like be. their next Legends Let's Go, and then it's just in Johto. Right, mm-hmm. I think that would be nice. I think that I'm, would feel very well. And then also, that's an excuse to make also like what what what's so great about Johto? It's post game Kanto, so like that like why would they not want to make another Kanto game? I am thinking like I, I I'm on the same page as you like where it makes the most sense that it would come next because like if you look after Oris, the next remake, they revisited Kanto. They didn't go Sinnoh. They went to Kanto because that was the game that. It had been the longest since we had seen and unless you consider Hard Gold Soul Silver, which I wouldn't because that was not primarily a Kanto game. But uh, then um, you would think that now would be Johto. The only thing that kind of holds me back is like Pokemon has recently just really wanted us to not know what's coming. Yeah. Like with, I mean, you know, dropping the bombshell that, oh, there's no third version to Sword and Shield. We're just doing DLC for it, and that is your third versions now. Then the bombshell of, yeah, you're getting your Sinnoh remake, but we're also doing Legends. And, and things like that. And even, even Scarlet and Violet, even though it was time for it, you know, that took a lot of people by surprise that they were dropping Gen 9 because just a month prior, they had dropped Legends Arceus. But, uh, so, I am, like, there is a part of me that thinks they might skip Johto and come back to it, of course, but just to keep us, like, on our toes. Like, 
imagine next year on Pokemon Day, they announce Black 3, White 3. Any of these realities I can imagine. Like right. I can, if I close my eyes, I go, no, it's like, that could happen. I could see it happening. Right. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to expect the unexpected, you know? Like, yeah. think about what Pokemon doesn't want us to think is coming. Yeah, <laughs> a Lola uh, sequel. A Lola Legends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is absolutely true. Uh, I do feel like uh, it... I feel like it's going to be in the Legends direction, though, like, if, mm, if anything were to happen. And also, the other thing about this that sort of makes me feel like it just makes sense is the fact that it sort of fills a slot in, like, Pokemon's time frame. Because we got this year, we're getting DLC, obviously. And then if you want to go... If you want to, like, look at the standard three-year schedule that Pokemon is typically on for their generations, uh, that would mean that 2024 uh, is a year that's still within Gen 9, but doesn't have anything that we know of currently. And as we all know, Pokemon has been releasing a game every year since uh, since 2016 with uh, mm. Sun and Moon. So what they want to do... So we can probably expect something to happen in terms of like main series games. Uh, and it's like, what are they going to do? I personally think it's a little too soon to do the whole uh, Gen 5 yeah, remake. Yeah, 100%. I still get those comments and I'm like, it, it's been three years. Or, or will have been three years since the since right. the Sinnoh remakes. Yeah, and they usually like they usually do it every like couple of generations. The only time mm -hmm. when they did it like back to back generations was with fire, red leaf green, hard gold, soul silver. After that, it was gen six for Oraz and gen eight for Diamond yeah. Pearl. And some of that was because like those games or those regions weren't available in gen three and four, right? They had just been cut off uh, from the game boy, right? Like the game boy, game boy color. Those games were no longer, you couldn't bring those Good Pokemon point. up. They wanted yeah. to, and it was so long ago, right? Things have changed. My my biggest fear is that we do get a Johto game, but it's an Ilka made like BDSP style Johto. Yeah, I will that cry. is because like, like I'm, I'm most excited to revisit Johto. So my fear is like because that was the thing I was so excited to revisit Sinnoh. If Legends Arceus was not announced last year, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl would have like that would have hurt. <laughs> like BDSP to Scarlet and Violet with all the bug issues. Right? right, I feel like Legends kind of like <laughs> was a saving grace for the franchise. Oh, they, it was. They knew that though. Like for the they masses, like like we said in the beginning, there's something to appreciate about all these games. But you know, I feel like Legends just like got, it was simple in its execution and it got it right. Yeah, definitely, it did. It, it was such a good game. It was such a good game. I the only thing that like I hate for Legends is that I feel like. I'm super happy that Scarlet and Violet came out when it did. I'm always for a new Pokemon game. I'm I'm what they refer to as a Game Freak shill, where, you know, like, Me Game too. Freak can release a buggy mess, and I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to say I love this game. Uh, but I was a little upset, like, with Legends Arceus, how you could see the attention completely turned away from it only a month after it was released because they announced Scarlet yeah. and Violet. And that did, that was bittersweet. Like, yay, a new generation, new starter Pokemon. But it was also like, man, Legends Arceus really? deserves better than this. This soon? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure it was probably COVID related, but I am mm -hmm. personally convinced that uh, BDSP wasn't even going to be a thing, and like Legends Arceus was the Sinnoh remake because mm -hmm. it it goes back to what uh, Lumios was saying about like that's like the exact type of thing they want to do is like do something we're not expecting, and everyone was talking about Sinnoh remakes like for years prior up to that point the so centric they meme. knew what, they knew what people wanted uh they and so they sort of like put a twist on it and i feel like uh i feel like like in a nutshell something happened with legends that it had to be delayed hence why it released in january because like they're not going to release a game in january right like, unless they something have to isn't happening, yeah you know? mm -hmm. like, that does make that makes no sense and it also makes no sense to have two games release within two months of each other. I feel like they could have very easily, or maybe originally Legends was planned to have two different versions, Pearl and Diamond Clan, right? You could have just as easily made those separate versions, uh, but then they were like, well, if we got to put it in January, let's just make it one game. Are people really going to buy four games in three months, right? It's possible. Right, yeah. I just think I think something happened. They had to delay it, but obviously they're like all about their schedules and meeting their deadlines, so they're like, we don't want to miss a holiday release either. And so they were just like, let's commission Ilka to make a standard yeah. remake and just rush it out the door. So uh yeah, I feel like like when people I feel like Legends was the primary game rather than BDSP. And it's funny, sure. uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, like, are we ever going to go back to, like, 2D-style Pokemon versus open world? Um, I feel like the answer is probably no, unless they do, like, a super retro, like, pixel-style game because of, like, what happened with BDSP. Like, the huge, I mean, the huge uh, backlash that that game got was obviously with the graphical style they chose. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's Diamond and Pearl on the Switch. And that's why, like, for as much as I, like, didn't like graphical style, I still had a good time with it and actually found myself while I was playing it being like, huh, you know, it's kind of nice to, like, revisit the, the classic format of Pokemon yeah. where it's like, linear and you have hms and mm -hmm. it's like just like the throwback pre sort of like gen 7 gen 6 era stuff like it was nice to be able to visit that again but people like did not care about that and just destroyed that game and like threw it in the dirt and so i feel like open world is gonna be the way to go unless they do it like a like a pixel style game because yeah every like they know that everyone loves the pixels and that's just a nostalgic thing so i think yeah. if they're gonna do another 2d game that would be the way they would have to yeah do it. i think the biggest the biggest problem with bdsp was that they didn't actually there was a there was so many ingrained existing improvements in platinum that they should have just added to the game Right. I don't even think that was yeah. the problem with Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. The problem with Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl was not only was there no platinum features, which to be honest, I wasn't that expecting it, anyways because I, I was. Oris didn't have anything from Emerald, really. It, that's not true. It does. Um, what it did has, it have from Emerald? It has but, the, like I'm not testing. I'm, I'm genuinely it has, asking. It, from what I remember, because it actually has been quite a few years. It I think it just has so. 
It, ha- it has the whole, what is it? Rayquaza. Rayquaza is what I was trying to, I was trying Rayquaza's to Rayquaza's in the base game. They just gave him a little plot at the end. And it's not Yeah, the but that's the plot. plot. Is it not the Emerald plot? Right. But see, I mean, by I that like logic, it's... you could say, Bruin, Diamond, Shining, Pearl have Platinum. You got to go to the Distortion Room. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah. you did. I feel like it's a it's yeah. a thin argument. Like, they, they left out the Battle Frontier was the big thing in Oris. But, like, for no... me, Brilliant Diamond, Shining, Pearl, it wasn't that there was no Platinum things. It was they took the things that I liked in Diamond and Pearl, and they literally made it worse. Like, the contests are so much worse than they were yeah. in Diamond and Pearl. Then uh, the Underground. Yeah, the Underground it's about was a how you huge like improvement, like, but they should shiny... have left the bases. Shiny Hunters, you probably like the Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl Underground more. But for me, I wanted to play Capture the Flag, and you yeah. took that from me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's stupid, but that's that was my big thing. When I saw there was no Capture the Flag, I was like, get this out of here. <laughs> I think it had. A, I think there was also a big issue for me with BDSP that, like, it was the, it was the, 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 like, boxy square map of, it was, like, the same exact map from uh diamond and pearl but you could you could then move in what is it called like in like 360 Diagonally, directions yeah yeah so like things would clip all the time if and and i guess then that goes into like i don't know i guess i don't have all my talking points i have like the memories <laughs> of of being upset but it's like it has been like a year yeah. since i played the game so maybe right. i don't have all my good talking points right now i mean uh, but i gotta agree with hoops though like you guys know i don't really play pokemon games over too many times so Play, going back to BDSP was like really fresh. I felt like mm-hmm. I hadn't played Diamond and Pearl in so long, and it was actually enjoy. It was more enjoyable than Let's Go for me. Um, oh, you know, for sure, just, for sure. Good. I actually finished Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. I never finished Let's Go. Yeah. No, I, know, I, I beat the eighth gym and was like, I my Pokemon are like level eighty. I'm not going to the Elite Four. <laughs> I've I've heard people say that and about Let's Go. So, like, you're not the only one I've heard that from. And I honestly don't get that because... You don't get the hatred like, for get, Let's Go? Well, Is that what you're I do and I don't. Because I get where people are coming from in the sense that, obviously, you have uh, no wild battles and it's just a catching right. mechanic like, like Go is and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it really isn't that, that different. You're getting, like like 80 to 90 percent of yeah. like a standard main series pokemon game and it's like a 3d kanto remake which is gorgeous by the way like it's the Let's so Go nice. it is a very gorgeous art style yeah and also you get overworld pokemon for the first time mm-hmm. you get writing pokemon you actually have following pokemon that actually like work and aren't like weird like they yep. are in the newer game uh, like there's so, and you have Mega Evolution too in yeah. Kanto. Like, like no, yeah. I mean, you. I know there are, there are some things about it that aren't as favorable as like uh, the other Kanto games, but by and large, it's like awesome. And for well, me, I found the catching mechanic to be sort of, <laughs> to be sort of like it, it added a fun, interesting layer, especially when it came to like catching legendary. Yeah, because it was because different. It made, made catching them actually like hard instead of just mm. like pressing a to win basically yeah it was yeah. It, it added a new dynamic i would love I, I i would be fine with a mix of it for me it was really i mean at the end of the day my big issue with let's go was exactly what you said the the no wild battles and it was purely because to me i um one thing i love about pokemon like the thing that i 
most, I guess, hold Pokemon 2, if that's the right way to word that, is uh, I, I want to feel immersed in it. Yeah. And so I love getting attached to my team. I love, uh, like, you know, if you ever play a Nuzlocke, like, I love actually screaming out loud when my Pokemon faints because that means it's now dead. You know, and, and with Let's Go, when I played through it, I just found, like, I'm not attached to my team because I only see them when they're either running with me or, but, like, I'm never using them unless it's, like, a trainer battle. And there's not that many of those. Every time I'm catching a wild Pokemon, it's, you know, just toss it. It just felt, uh, it felt very, I guess, distant to me. Yeah, I think, no, that's totally, I think that's a part of the frustration people have with Let's Go and BDSP. And, and some people had with Scarlet and Violet where there's, like, if there's a, if there's a, a real world, like, if there's friction between me and my experience with the game, uh, that's just gonna like, I'm never gonna be fully immersed. And I feel like for me, when I was playing Legends Arceus, I was in the game. Like, I feel like I was like, I never was like, oh, the button doesn't work right, or my game's clipping, or it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Legends never had any of that. And a lot of the older games also don't have those issues. I used to love that old Pokemon games, there was never a loading screen. That was what I for me. Yeah. That that was like the coolest thing. I'm like all my other friends. They're playing stupid PlayStation games. They're always loading. Like like <laughs> you know, screw that Nintendo for life. <laughs> and and I feel like that it's catching up. It's like that's actually for the first time appearing in the Pokemon franchise. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. But yeah. to go back to what we were talking about, like I want to say I didn't love BDSP because I I I think Ilka do such Ilka could do such a great job. Or whatever, whatever company could do such a great job remaking these these classic two uh, D games in a three D engine, right? Or, or like a top down, right? Like a. I'd rather just have ports. Well, I think these are glorified ports where then you could per, you could outsource. But I don't and, want sixty dollar ports. I want ports that come with my <laughs> Nintendo Online. Well, this is what it, this is what it is. It's worth sixty dollars if they actually add new features to it, right? If they add post game elements to it, um, if you if you take you know five they had red leaf fine green, -games, if you take emerald, if you take if you take heart gold soul silver, remake it in that Ilka f uh, engine, right? And then actually add randomly Sevi Islands or whatever, right? Like it doesn't need to be like heart gold soul from silver my doesn't brain. need that. They have a whole region. I know. Okay, so, but but. Like I feel like they could add so much more, and there's potential there where it would be worth sixty bucks. But that's what I'm saying. I don't even need more. Put that in Scarlet and Violet. When I'm done with Scarlet and Violet, there's nothing else to do. So give me that in Scarlet yeah. and Violet. Don't waste it on these ports. No, the but ports I want the ports. <laughs> I, no, I want the ports too. But I'm saying, don't if they give me these three D ports, I've got Seven Islands and Fire Red. I've got Battle. No, Front but that's the Emerald. thing. You have them right now, but oh, I guess that's true. You could just like port them on just the Switch. Port it. That's if what I'm they saying. do that, yeah, that's true. They could do yeah. that as well. But I feel like th they can't charge sixty bucks, right? We have to think from the incentives of the people who are producing these games, right? Wouldn't they want to like let's make a new thing, let's bring it to the people? Because I'm nostalgic exactly. for Fire Red Leaf Green, but there's a lot of new people who aren't, right? Like do my that. niece. Just, I always think about my niece. She's not gonna play a game that came out in 2004. I can tell you right now that uh if we ever got any of the classic pokemon games on switch they are not gonna at the very least they would release them with the whole like expansion pack part of switch online yeah. oh yeah for sure not 
I cannot fathom a world where they like just include that with the service. I feel like they would almost right. like I think they would do what Dusty said where they would make them a separate game so that they can charge for them because the moment like the the games on the 3DS like Yellow and like Crystal especially from the moment they released, they were at the top of the eShop charts until yeah. mm-hmm. the eShop closed down for like seven straight years. Like, right. there's no way they're just going to include those games with the service if they ever bring them back. And Definitely. I don't think they'll either, I don't think they'll like charge for them independently unless they go back to like a virtual console type experience. So I think that if we are going to get these games, it is going to be sort of like a, a, like a remake type situation. Like see, and I would say there's more possibility with a remake, right? If you make a, there is, I'll buy a cheap remake. If it adds a little bit, even if it's the same experience, like, I don't know. I I feel like there is, I'm a game freak show. I just, what can I say? (laughs) I get it. And I am too. I am too. Like I, I picked up, I picked up Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl for $60. I'm sitting here saying, I do not want a Let's Go Johto, and I'm sitting here saying, I do not want an Ilka-made game. If next year they announce we are having an Ilka-made Let's Go Johto, I'm going to be first in line at GameStop the day it comes out, and I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to say, guys, I love this, but I'll complain about it three months later, you know? It's, it's but, Johto uh, after all. So Right, it is Johto. That's another thing, too. I mean, just an objectively amazing region. But, um... What I'm saying is Diamond and Pearl, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl was so close to Diamond and Pearl, it did not feel like it was, in hindsight, I paid it and I would pay it again, but I, it doesn't feel worth $60. Whereas what I would like instead is like uh, on the eShop, the Pokemon Yellow, was it $10? Yeah, they were $10. $10. I will pay $10 on the Switch to get Pokemon Fire Red. I will pay. I'll buy all of them. I'll pay. I'll pay twenty dollars <laughs> to get. I, I might would pay thirty dollars for Fire Red. Do sixty dollars and do a Game Boy bundle that comes with all the like. Do it bundles by gen. So here's a uh, sixty dollar gen one and two bundle. So it comes with red, blue, yellow, crystal, gold, and silver, and Dude, that, then a gen three bundle that's Fire Red, Leaf Green, Emerald, Ruby, Sapphire. I would totally pay for that. I do not want to pay sixty dollars to replay diamond and pearl a, a worse diamond and pearl and it would be opinion. 70 dollars probably in terms of well diamond and pearl was <laughs> i mean would it because diamond and pearl was 60 dollars. no but aren't they like aren't switch games like going up in cost i thought yeah. that was only tears of the kingdom i feel like that's yeah, that's but, they're trying to see what they can get away with someone corrected me on that when i mentioned that and said it was only tears of the kingdom and that that wasn't true but if that's the case either way i'd pay 70 for I that but i'm not the, paying 70 for a diamond and pearl <laughs> i will true. that's the issue i will but i won't it's like 100 it. <laughs> bucks for an old game well all right, right this we can talk about this forever i do want to talk about Histrobi chronicles yes somehow it's already been an hour uh hoops this is a platform for you Tell us about Histrobi. Tell the people who don't know about Histrobi. Tell us about Histrobi. You are making a brand new uh, monster catching video game, uh, and it looks amazing. Yeah, so first of all, thank you. Uh, But second of all, for those who don't know, I am taking a crack at making my own monster catching video game a la Pokemon, just basically like what I would do if I was in the driver's seat. And uh, Histrobi Chronicles is the result of that. It's a game that's... uh, it's a 2D pixel approach to the monster catching genre. Um, it's it's uh, Wild West inspired. That's like the other key thing about it that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Is oh, nice. Uh, like with Pokemon, you obviously have like uh, 
you have every generation is set in a region that's based on like a certain part of the world you know mm. with this i decided i wanted to attack it from like a different angle and so this is going to be like points in time that the game that's is based cool around. and this i love that is based that is on really cool wild West. so that's what's going that's that's the uh just with that um there's a lot of other exciting elements to it that i can't wait to get into uh as i start to like reveal more stuff but basically it's uh it's coming together well i am really really excited about it because even though i'm super biased obviously i think like what is being like constructed is really special and i just can't wait to like show it off and i'm gonna be doing some stuff fairly soon so uh so i'm looking forward to it is there like a timeline of when we can play this game uh not as of right now uh I, it's not like to the point where i can say oh yeah i'll have something i'll have it like ready by like such and such a date like right now yeah. it's just like this is what i got this is what i'm working on like stay tuned but it is like getting to the point where we can like sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel um mm. trying to <laughs> attempting to like make a game when you have no game making experience is like really intimidating and i was like almost intimidated out of doing it because like the list of things you got to do is so huge and i have like so much more respect for developers now like even on small games because this is sort of like like relatively like a small project yeah uh and it's like insane the amount of things you have to do so uh so that's why i'm i'm not gonna like uh like it's basically just going to be ready when it's ready, but it's getting there and I'm excited about it. And like when it does, like I am going to, I am planning on doing like a demo release when that, uh, oh, that's becomes so cool. feasible and things like that to get, to get it in people's hands. Um, and the, like, it's getting there though. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and <laughs> like, like things are starting to be checked off the to-do list, which is really, exciting. that's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I think I think there's always since Pokemon has launched, there's always been people who are influenced by Pokemon, right? Because it's it, it is such a great formula, um, and I I now I'm starting to like like the idea that like our generation of people grow up, start making our own games, right? And they're all inspired by you know Pokemon in some way. Um, so you so you have there are f five starter Histrobi, is that what they're called? Histrobi is like the monster. Mm -hmm. Um, there's Cobron, Voltup, Bublu, Embrol, and then there's the, what's the owl? Or the, the Pet hawk? Cute. Pet cute. Pet yeah. cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool how you have five, pretty much five starters to choose from. I think that's a really interesting concept. I, we're all familiar with the, you know, the three, uh, starter Pokemon. Um, how did, how did you decide on five? Uh, so basically I... I approached this with the idea that obviously it's influenced by Pokemon, but I very much did not want it to be a copycat. So oh, I wanted to change up things as much as I could to make it sort of an original experience. And I felt like the iconic, like choose your three starter Pokemon as iconic and beloved as that is, that's very much a Pokemon thing. So I mm -hmm. wanted to like put my own spin on it. And the way that I came up with was, uh, basically these five starters uh that you begin the game with they're not 
technically called starters, but right. uh, the five. Do, do they have a name in the game? With. Uh, yeah, I'm calling them Fateful Hystrobi because you nice. you have a fateful encounter with yeah. them, and that actually that actually goes into how you like get them in the first place. You don't choose them. The way that you're going to like obtain them is going to depend on like what you do at the beginning of the game. So you're this. Gonna this reminds me of Mystery Dungeon. Up. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sort of is in a way like it's not like the quiz, but basically it's like you start the game and you'll you have like your opening things that you do. And like there's this there's this uh, part of the game that you can go to to like where you encounter your starter. And like between the beginning of the game and that point, different things that you do will affect like which starter appears before you. So if you just go from cool. point A to point B and just go and get your starter one one of them will pop up but if you go and like talk to people and like converse with like oh, like just cool. like explore another one will pop up and so i thought sort of just uh i don't know trying something different in that way was would be a lot of fun and uh i'm also getting feedback too from people so i think there is going to be an option of like okay sort of like mystery dungeon if you don't like the one you get at first you can sort of like re-roll and like do it again cool but i think kind of that's sort of the theme is like just changing things up and like having a fresh take on this formula and then also combined with like if i was literally uh like, I want this to be a separate thing from Pokemon, right. like, very much so. But, like, it very much has sort of a vibe of, like, if I was making this type of game, this is what I would do. And that's kind of, like, what it is. I like the, like, that you leave it, like, two dis decisions you make or things you do to kind of... It kind of reminds me of, like, how in the anime, you know, most of the times, like, the character doesn't look at the Pokemon and pick it. You know, like, Ash woke up late, so he, he got Pikachu. You know, and like even uh, May kind of that was the one she kind of got attached to was the Torchic. Same with Dawn. She got attached to the Pipo. So I love that kind of take on it. It's a great way to like once you get it, you're attached to it already because, you know, like this this was meant to be. This is who my pick is like, not because I, like I picked that. it, but because the universe picked it. I love Very that. Fateful, yeah. fateful encounter. Fateful encounter. Yeah. A fateful Hystrobi. <laughs> that's so yeah, sick. That's cool. How, um, so I'm assuming it's, they're not Pokemon, so it's not, there's not going to be a Pokedex, but is there a, uh, is there like a manual? Is there like an encyclopedia? How many Histrobi do you think might and be in this And you're game? allowed to tell us if you can't tell us anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I will say that, uh, there is kind of an equivalent, but I think it's like, it's different to what you might see in other Pokemon clones. It's actually something I'm going to get into uh, the next time I like make a in-depth trailer video about okay. all this, which is is going to be not too far in the future, depending on when you guys upload this. But it's coming, so okay. I'm working on it. Cool. Uh, and then, as far as uh, what was the other what was the other thing you asked me? Um, yeah, how, how many, po uh, how many Strobe do you think oh, there, are, there will be? Right, 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 right. I don't, like, I don't, uh, I don't know if you already have, like, an, like a map, like uh, a roadmap for all of this, right? Are you just kind of, like, working on it and figuring it out as you go, or are, are there very, like, clear-cut, like, objectives that you have for this game? No, yeah, so, like, a lot, basically, like, 
the groundwork of like why you're playing is is already set in stone so there are a good amount of histrobi um i think i can go ahead and say i think i can go ahead and say this there are over 100 so there's a pretty good amount nice. um it's good and the goal and that the reason why is the the sort of the main objective is to catch all of them because it's a creature catching game like right. you, yeah. the goal is gonna be like kind of like sort of like legends arceus how like you want to catch every one of them like that is not just like the sub goal of the game in like right like red and blue or ruby and sapphire yeah. where it's you, not you know, optional it's like, like the, it actually like does something like yeah like it's more tangible like in Histrobi chronicles where like this is actually part of the plot um but it's also very open so it's like uh the game is the plan for it is to be like an open world experience in like a 2d sense anyway to where you can go like whatever direction you want right away and just sort of like catch catch the histrobi and like kind of like build your team and like have your own experience um there will be sort of like a like a direction you're sort of geared towards for like story reasons. Um, but it's set up in a way to where you can kind of have your, you can kind of do your own thing, go play off to the side and then sort of like wrap back around and like do the story, like when you want to do the story basically. So it's kind of a mix of that fun of just like goofing off in an open world game and enjoying like the actual gameplay mechanics that make the game so fun combined with like a more like a more narrative driven experience uh because that's another thing that i would do if i was in the driver's seat of a game like this uh is give give a game like this like a pokemon or whatever uh more story because obviously in pokemon you don't typically have like a super like heavy story most of the time and so i wanted to have a game like this that has story and so it's kind Mm. of like it's a balance of the of those like two elements wow yeah i love the idea of blending open world with the 2d thing i think i guess because of just how we've gotten uh pokemon games I've never like associated in my mind that a 2D game cannot be linear. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. No 2D. Yeah, and and I mean like for. I think it's actually worked out really well, even though this is like my first time doing all of this because that was kind of like the thought I had in my mind going forward, and uh, as it's come together, I've kind of just been like doing a lot of like oh this sounds like a good idea so i'll do this or just like doing what i think sounds good or cool but it's actually come together really like cleanly to where it's like oh wait a minute like this this actually is going to work out like pretty nicely and like things are set up to where this will actually be really smooth and feel natural so uh i'm it's it's to the point as well to where like all of these different pieces that i've sort of had like all these different ideas they're starting to all sort of be like stitched together into like one piece of like like the actual game itself instead of just like all these ideas and it's actually like coming 
together well and like all the pieces of the puzzle are are they're like fitting in place and so i'm super excited to actually like get to show more of it to people because i think people are really gonna like uh what they see have you taken inspiration from any other uh video games because when i look at the art style uh of this like of this of you know of historic chronicles it's 2D. It reminds me of Stardew Valley, which I've sunk a lot of time into, which is a game that also, that's like a farming simulator game, but there's also elements of like Minecraft where you can like dig through caves, there's fighting, there's combat, but it's a farming game. Uh, and there's, that's right. also a game where there's like, you know, you can have relations with other people, you can, or other characters, you can like go into people's worlds. There's, you know, a passage of time. It's pretty open world. Or it's pretty, I guess, choose your own Immersive. adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've played that game, but that's what I'm thinking of right now. Okay. That's an interesting uh, comparison. I've not played Stardew Valley, but it does have like influence from other games, I would say. Uh, Gameplay-wise, I would say uh, there is going to be some influence from like the collectathon type of genre where there's going to be a lot of things to just sort of uh, pick up and interact with as you're going throughout the world. There's obviously okay. going to be the strobe that you want to catch and collect that way, but there's also going to be a lot of items and stuff that you can find. Cause it's like, once again, it's this West wild West type game. You're on the so frontier. Cool. If you like, you want it, there's going to be a lot of supplies that you're going to be like picking up uh, to use on your adventure as opposed to like, necessarily just buying everything from like a store so there's that type of uh inspiration going for it and then from like the plot perspective there's actually a lot of inspiration from like uh final fantasy kingdom hearts type stuff it's not as convoluted kingdom hearts is but i've always really loved like the art style of those games and like I, i i do love uh the stories that like kingdom hearts tells even though the plots are like all over the place uh so there's influence there as well so if i were to like describe like some people actually have in like comments and stuff said that it looks sort of like a final fantasy pokemon type crossover and in a way i would say that like that's a fair assumption i would say it's like the gameplay of the gameplay of a of Pokemon or of a monster catching game uh, combined with like the the plot heaviness, if you will, the plot focusedness of like a Kingdom Hearts. That's kind okay. of like more or less what you can expect. But it's cool. kind of like a like a simplified version of Kingdom Hearts, I guess. So it's like easy to follow. So right. Makes sense. <laughs> Are there um because uh, you, you mentioned before, like, when you were first beginning to talk about it, that uh, there's it's given you, like, a whole new sense of appreciation for, like, developers of small games, big games, all that kind of stuff. Uh, is there anything, because, like, I think about how Pokemon's had a lot of uh, controversies. Like, you know, you, you think about things like uh, Nat Dex, and you think about uh, all the graphics and performance issues, post-games being lacking... All kinds of things. Is there anything from maybe Pokemon or, or maybe even another franchise that like you enjoy a uh, video game franchise that like you've you've come to kind of turn your opinion on or around on like having uh, developed a game yourself? Yeah, with that experience, that added experience. Right. So, yeah, it's mainly just like 
giving them the respect they deserve. Like, right. I'm making this little, this little dinky game with like a small <laughs> team of people. And it's like the most intimidating thing because it's just like, sometimes I look at all the things I have to do and it's like monumental how much stuff goes into just like making this work. Like you think about big things, you think about small things. There's so many things that it's just like, you feel like your list of things to do is never ending. And so I feel like I just have a greater sense of appreciation for what these companies are doing. And yeah, while they have obviously more resources and more people to work on it, it's like the principle is still the same. Uh, and so like for things like the national decks cut, like I was never like, I was never on the hate train with that, but now mm. I'm really not on the hate train with that because you're talking about thousands of individual like Models. creatures and monsters yeah when you factor in like additional forms and regional mm -hmm. variants and mega evolution and all this stuff it's like yeah. in the thousands easily and it's just like it's not realistic because that's like getting all of that stuff ready all those models and all those individual pokemon that's not even scratching the surface of everything else you need in the game. As far that's as why they need program. to outsource to Ilka, right? They need to outsource uh, to Ilka so they can set up everything right there, and then they oh, can just man. keep producing more games. I mean, for the models, they do outsource. Creatures does the yeah. models, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But, yeah, it's just like... When it comes to... Like, yes, they should have their games well-polished. Yes, they should... Uh, they should do all these other things to make sure when they put out the game that it's like it's in a state that is well put together. But in terms of like the workload they have, I, I totally have a newfound respect for them and I wish people would like just get off their back sometimes because mm -hmm. it yeah. is a lot, to with, especially when you consider that like, the fact that they are Pokemon and this is like the biggest media franchise in the world, they've mm -hmm. got a lot of pressure and they've got a lot of other like uh, things, especially Game Freak in particular, because they are like the engine that drives the rest of the series yeah. the franchise. A lot of different people coming from a lot of different directions, like putting pressure on them. So right. I genuinely feel like they're doing what they can. And yeah. sometimes it works out for the best. Sometimes they they uh get a little tripped up but like they're i think they're honestly like doing a good job for like what they're mm -hmm. what they're doing and they're they've constantly shown that they are improving because like we with scarlet and violet even for all the problems it has it's like night and day compared to sword and shield mm -hmm. so like see so what's crazy is like there's even we yeah we are headed in the right direction but there are things in scarlet and sword and shield now looking back where i'm like I kind of prefer that in Sword and Shield than I do Scarlet and Violet. Like, there's definitely, like, I feel like I'm picking and choosing all the time about what I prefer better. Well, um, that's how it is with right, every yeah. Pokemon game. Though. It is, yeah. yeah you, it is. you could just look back and be like, oh, yeah, I prefer this. It's and, why yeah. people still hold Heart Gold, Soul Silver, uh, Black and White, you know. Um, Gengar has never yeah. looked at as good as it did in, in Gen 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um,. Yeah, I, I think, too, like, I, I often see people like, well, the Pokemon company should wait another year before releasing a game. And, like, I, people just don't get, like, the pressures that's on them. Because then, even outside of game development, you have external things like uh, 
TCG all relies on the TCG can't just drop yeah. the Gen 10 Pokemon cards whenever they want. They have to wait till the games release it. Same with the anime. Same with uh, they have you know marketing like plushes and stuff. And and then you've got spinoff games like we saw new Pokemon Snap included a lot of Sword and Shield Pokemon. Uh, or actually, don't think it did a lot, but it had some of them. And yeah. mm-hmm. you obviously can't drop that until sword and shield are out you know so it, it definitely is that has always been a thought of mine is like because i see that complaint a lot they should just wait an extra year before putting out a game and it's like it's not that simple they can't just go you also do have nintendo who's also telling them yeah. hey we don't have a breath of the wild or mario game coming out also do you really want to wait five you need to uh, do it you want to wait a year for another pokemon <laughs> game like i really don't want to wait that much Obviously, I don't either, but some people do. Some people, like, say they would trade the Scarlet and Violet graphics being how they should be, how they deem they should be, at least, if yeah, they waited one more year. I need, like, other hobbies. Pokemon is the only game I play, so... I know, that's, that's probably my where the problem too. comes from. That's my issue, too. <laughs> Did you guys get your uh, Gen 5 sitting cuties yet? Speaking of plushies. I'm about to. I'm about I, to. I've I, got them in the cart. <laughs> I ordered a couple. Um, well, so, I also want to ask about, like... You know, Saul is a big fan of beta Pokemon. Do you have any beta Histrobi? Do you have any uh, Histrobi designs where you're like, this is sick, but it's not going to come to fruition this time, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, so that's actually was a part of the process. Uh, was one of the first things I did was uh, build out the uh, the roster of Histrobi that were going to be in the game and, like, determine how many is a good number to have and all those types of things. And my goal with, cause they're like the central like point of the game. That's like why you play a monster Absolutely. catching game is for yeah. the long Right. So I want to be as just like top notch as possible. And so like, I would be coming up with ideas and making them. And every once in a while I'd sort of either for like, sometimes it was sort of a logistics thing where it was like, Oh, I need more of this type of, mon and i feel like this one is expendable so maybe i'll drop this one but a lot of times it was just like you know i'm not really feeling this design anymore and so i would like drop it and that's cool. there aren't like a, aren't a ton of those like i i most of the ones i came up with ended up like in the final game but uh there are a few so hopefully at some point i'll get to like shed some light on those because it was a pretty cool process yeah just like years years from now you'll be you'll look back at them and be like you know what i need to put these guys in a game now (laughs) just like beta pokemon you know it's like Like, you want them now right (laughs) so yeah yeah like it's cool like i'll tell you one uh interesting story so when i was very first starting this project it was like right after i started uploading the pokemon cardinal videos i knew i was obviously going to do something next and so i was like starting to like figure out what i wanted to do and there was a period of time where i wasn't quite sure if i wanted to make this a pokemon thing or make it my own original thing i was kind of going back and forth uh so like by default it started as a pokemon thing and while it was in this stage of being more of a pokemon centric thing there was a uh grass starter that i came up with that through the transition to this being an original thing it ended up getting cut so hmm. i have a uh, cut grass starter in the vault that wow. uh, that one day in the game that's it i'll be able to show it sometimes yeah <laughs> Um, did, so 
how do you how do you handle like the does the Pokemon design process? Do you? I guess my first question is this is a multi step question really, but my first question is did you design any of them or uh, yeah. did you? Uh, and if you did outsource, did you like did you know? I want a rocky bear and then send it out or, or like, did you just say, give me your best ideas? I, I'm really curious about that process. Yeah. So, I mean, like the artwork itself and therefore like the designs as you see them illustrated were done by my wonderful artist, Oscar Belmonte, also known as our gray wind. He does a great job. So he helps me a lot, but in terms of like the concepts of them, like a rocky bear, uh, like all the ideas for all the monsters are come from me and okay. I actually got a lot of experience with like monster creation with Pokemon Cardinal and I found sort of a design philosophy that I feel like works really well for me and that I like and so I was able to carry that over into Stroby Chronicles and really just like run with it so a lot of the uh, uh basically like all of these Histrobi have very specific inspirations. They are tied together. Like there's multiple layers going into them. So it's not just it's not just a rocky bear. There is a reason right. why it's a bear and a rock, which you'll find out as it like grows and evolves and uh things like that. Yeah, uh, for the record, yeah. I didn't mean to like generalize the uh oh, the design. No, there. no, no, no. no. <laughs> you're you're totally fine. But like, yeah, there's uh the ideas are basically all my own with a little help from uh, my artist Oscar and that was a really fun process I've honestly thought though uh, now that we kind of bring that up that it would be really fun to like give some of these designs to like Loxton for instance yeah. since he breaks yeah. down Pokemon designs and see like, oh that's a sick collab find out about this like can you can you decipher what actually is going on here that that's is really cool, cool. <laughs> I've always had a great idea I've always had a hunch that like Loxton, like those like those videos, right? That like go super in depth and explaining things. I'm always like, I feel like some of that is a stretch and just added because it makes sense, but maybe it wasn't the original intent by the artist. So that'd be awesome if you guys did a club where he just like goes <laughs> right, into like it. He comes he's like, and he, he meant this and this and this. Even. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've had that like thought for a while that that would be fun. So that would be really might, cool. Maybe I'll approach him with that at some point, but uh, but yeah, the the whole monster design, like all the monsters, more or less like come from my brain and then are helped uh, come to life by the artists. Nice. So, Speaking of cool. the Rocky Bear, I'm Team Cobron. That's me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. If I'm cute all the way. I think I'm pet cute. Okay. I'm either pet cute or or Cobron. If you decide okay. to not allow a reroll, I'm going to win this. Uh, releases one day i'm going to be hitting you up and going hey how do i get peck you because that's i i need it <laughs> i think my game's broken right. i keep getting volt up <laughs> <laughs> yeah so first of all i think i think the reroll thing is going to be there because like i want the game to be like pr player friendly and i know people have their favorites and stuff but also there is as a part of the objective of getting all of the Hishrobi and completing the decks, quote unquote. Uh, there is a way that you'll be able to get the other starters after the okay. one you get. Um, it'll just be like later on that's in the cool. game, and that'll 
that'll be something you sort of like figure out. Another but, uh, feature that was in Legends Arceus that you've carried over. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I, didn't, I, I wouldn't say necessarily like just like, ooh, that's that's a good idea. Carry this over. But it kind of it kind of worked out that way. Uh, but if it is any consolation, um, as far as the uh, the fateful Hestrobi go, the starters, uh, first of all, I am huge on starters, and in when it comes to Pokemon, I've been disappointed by some of the recent starters. So I made That's sure insane, that everyone, insane. at least in my own opinion anyway, they are cool and they look good, and they're a starter that I would personally have. So I don't think there's necessarily a wrong choice with no. which one you go with. I think that said, though, my personal favorites, it's kind of a tie between Cubron and Bublu. Is that that you factoring in how they grow, or is that... Yeah, he knows. True, he knows. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so it's a little bit of both. I love them for their, their, like, beginner stage, but it also has to do with how they grow, so... So I'm, I'm team tech you all the way. I'm you throw a bird in front of me, it's I'm likely to love it. I'm big bird guy. All right. Just, yeah. What are you? There are some, there are some birds in in the in the decks. Nice. So, Dusty, I didn't catch what team you were. Are you what what team are you? Feeling? I I really do like Petcute. I think Voltup speaks to me, but I don't typically care for like puppy or like uh, cat pokemon like i don't know like luck luck luxio is cute or what is it mm. yeah lux or uh Chinks Chinks. is the baby yeah chinks yeah. is cute but i'm like i'm also just kind of like eh, i don't really care it is really cute i probably would pick vault up i think i just have like a type that i'm like trying to like stick to i like cubron it reminds me of roly coley um i don't really care for horses even though Embril is really dope um they're all great yeah they're all great just yeah peck you. it's a bird so it, like any starter i gotta see like what it turns into yeah there's a variety for sure so uh whatever way you go and as you get to see like the whole roster like i yeah. think i mean I, at least i'm hoping but i feel like people will enjoy like the variety and the different mons that are available absolutely so, the other thing that uh influenced the the uh the roster a little bit is the fact that I wanted to also have like cool ways to obtain some of the Histrobi because I always like in Pokemon, for instance, when you have like some sort of like event mon. Yeah, or that is really cool. It, like, you can't catch it in the wild, but you get it by doing such and such thing. Um, it's like a sub legendary, so gonna... right? It feels that what was way. That? Like, it, it's almost like a sub-legendary. Like, it feels like that in the game. When you find Snorlax for the first time, you're like, whoa, this is a monster. Yeah, yeah kind of kind of in that way. So, like, um, and the other thing I wanted to do is incorporate side quests. Like, more, like, actual yes. side quests. That's cool. There's going to be some of the Histrobi uh, that you'll just find in, in the wild. But then there will be others that you'll have to, like, talk to this person. And they'll say, oh, I need some help. And, like, your ultimate goal, your ultimate, like, reward at the end will be this, like, rare Histrobi that you can't normally find in the wild. So yeah, that's there's, cool. like, that going on, too. That's really neat. I, I like that. I've, I've always loved when they made it a bit more special than, I mean, like, like what you said, Dusty, like how Snorlax always felt special because you can't just find one in the grass. You have to get the poke flute wake it up and those kinds of things so that's that's neat Absolutely. that you've got some that you're locking to 
uh, you have to work for, too. It's also more rewarding in that sense, too. Like, you know, mm. you know, if I hadn't talked to that person, I would have never gotten what is now my favorite of these Hastrobi, you know? Right. Yeah. And it, it encourages, encourages you to explore and, like, talk to people mm -hmm. in that way. Because I'm always a person in all video games, but like, especially in Pokemon where I like to explore and like talk to everyone to see mm -hmm. what they have to say. So like I've sort of want, I've sort of tried to give that those things like exploring and talking to people and all this stuff, like more substance. So it gives you more reason to want to do that. So I'm going to love this yeah. game. If there's like a lot of items to find in the trash cans, cause I check <laughs> oh. all the trash cans. You check well, all the yeah, trash cans. Well, I don't know about trash cans per se, but yeah, there's there's gonna be like or receptacles, items or, sort of litter, or recycling littered all cans. over the place. Fine, <laughs> and yeah, that's that's a big part of like what I wanted to do. Like I said, was to like not only have the monsters be there to collect the strobe, but also have uh, items and things like that that actually like make you interested in just kind of like walking around and like things that catch your attention. So there will be a lot of things like that for sure. I've got a lot of people asking me if they want me to ask you if you have another fake Mon region uh, on the horizon. Uh, as of right now, all of my uh, all of my all of my uh, creative juices are going into this project. Uh, so like as far as like a Fakemon specific region, I don't at the moment just because I'm still working on this Astrobi Chronicles project. But anyone who is trying to like split hairs and say that like, oh, this isn't like Pokemon Pokemon, so yeah, I'm not yeah, as interested, yeah. I would encourage them to at least give it a shot, like give it a fair shake. Because the whole reason that I made this was because when Pokemon Cardinal was coming out, everyone was asking me, oh, you should make this playable. You should make this playable. Uh, well, as much as I would like to, uh, Pokemon owns the right to the Pokemon series. And like, I don't want to make right. something that has the Pokemon name and like You're have a smart to my channel. And You ain't trying to poke that bear. <laughs> yeah. That way too risky. Wrong. So I decided like the next best thing would be to just make my own thing because like it still is going to be like familiar it's still gonna appeal to uh pokemon fans but it's gonna be something that i can like do whatever i want with and we can go so much bigger than just like a video series so like as a pokemon fan myself this is a game and once again i know i'm biased that i would love to play the heck out of and as it's been coming together it's been just like this is going to be so cool when it's all together and i genuinely think people will have a blast with it if they give it a shot so if you're kind of on the edge and you're kind of like that pokemon purist type person just give it a fair shake because i i'm honestly putting my heart and soul into this and i genuinely think that pokemon fans will like it a lot once it's like once it's out in the open I can't wait to play. I'll definitely, I'll definitely yeah, be playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited for more updates. Yeah, hoops. I'm a. I, I've been a huge fan of your channel, but I feel like you've been absolutely crushing it uh, this last year with all of your. You, you pretty much uh, create like you take a concept, you go. It's a, here's a theory, and then you build uh, and you commission brand new fake bond to go along with whatever that gimmick might be. Uh, so like one of your most recent videos was. 
what if the Canto birds, the legendary birds, were Paradox? What would those look like? So you have, like, original right. art commissioned. I absolutely love it. I really just want to give you props. But I'm also curious, like, what – like, do you have a, a roadmap for the next, like uh, – yeah five to ten years in you uh, for your channel i don't know what's happening next week you asking this man years ahead <laughs> i mean i don't know what's going to be going on necessarily in like 2027 like specifically but right. uh, but uh i well, do you, i mean you got, when you got your roadmap. game right you, you got all sorts of stuff going on i guess i'm just right trying to... yeah i do have you have a roadmap in the sense that like i want to have something big that's going on that i can build towards because like youtube for me has sort of been like about goals at first it was get to a hundred thousand subscribers and anything that helped me do that is what i was going to do that was the big goal i hit that and was it was great but i'm not the type of person to be like yay i did my thing and then go right off into the sunset like it was my mindset from there was like okay what's the next goal what can we totally do? And sort of and so I'm always kind of trying to like climb, climb the ladder, if you will. And that's kind of what Pokemon Cardinal was. That was my big thing at that time frame. And now my current big goal is Histrobe Chronicles and like making my own game that who knows, like if it all goes well, if it all goes as planned, we'll like be out there for you to be able to play and purchase and maybe. Yeah. Can we purchase it? Yeah. Like that's (laughs) going to be the ultimate goal. It's like all new territory for me. So, so like. I'm uh, I'm well, in uncharted awesome, water. That is mm-hmm. going to be the ultimate like objective is to try and like get it out in an official capacity. And so, uh, yeah, for me, it's just all about kind of uh, just continuing to grow and doing things that allow me to grow. And that was a big motivating factor behind Hysterobi Chronicles as well, because when I made Pokemon Cardinal, even though it was like meant to be this big thing that sort of knocked everyone's socks off uh something that happened that i didn't really anticipate or plan on was it sort of starting a trend of other people kind of making their own regions that you brought up uh the what if like scenario videos i do with fakimon because i've actually noticed i noticed a couple uh days ago i was just on like my home page and was like in youtube search and stuff like that and i saw like several other videos from several different people that were doing like the same format that it was like, what if Pokemon blah, 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 blah. And they were making Fakemon with that. So like the same format that I have done. And uh, that's not like, I'm not like call trying to call anyone out or anything, but I feel like my videos have sort of like, inspired people to like mm-hmm. do yeah you've definitely inspired and- me i don't know if it was my videos but i've got a couple in the works with a couple <laughs> of artists where literally it's like here's a theory let's make a fake mon to accompany it so 100 percent, you've inspired me if that means anything <laughs> well i'm i'm uh glad that i inspired you that means a lot actually but uh yeah so i've sort of noticed that people like i've and I, I don't I don't say this to try and like make myself look like a big deal or anything, but I have noticed that it seems like the stuff that I'm doing, people are like following in the footsteps of or trying to follow in the footsteps of, mm. which I think is amazing and is super flattering. But with that said, like if I'm sort of like inspiring people to also do all this cool stuff, I don't necessarily want to like just 
tread water and be at that same level like i want to keep like inspiring people to like do the next thing and so yeah, i want right. to like go up to the next which for me is making my own game in my own world so that's kind of like the big focus for me right now and yeah like i said i genuinely think it's going to be super special i have a lot of very big plans for it and like once this stuff gets rolling out like i just cannot wait for you guys to see it and i would just encourage everyone who likes pokemon uh likes monster catching games in general just give it a look give it a try because like this is a game that's being made by a hardcore fan of this type of stuff and everyone likes to say like oh they should they should let fans work on the pokemon games you know this like, is it so cool because right fans have so many good ideas this is kind that's basically what I'm doing. Like it's going to be an original thing. It's not going to be Pokemon obviously, but that's that's what I'm trying to do and I'm doing it for like my followers basically cuz they were the ones that were like this would be great to play. So I'm like I'm literally building a game that they can play off the ground. So I would I would encourage them to at least give it a look. Yo, absolutely. Uh, all of the links will be in the description to find Hoops on YouTube, Twitter, wherever he is. All his other Histrobia Chronicle links will be in the description. Do you guys have any more questions for Hoops? Or Hoops, is there anything else that you would like to say? I would just like to say thank you guys for having me on. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, you guys have been awesome hosts, and I definitely... Uh, have noticed you guys around on Twitter and dude, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's great it's, having you. It is. It's great to see you, Hoops. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be here. All right, peace out, guys. Bye. See ya. <laughs>